Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jason Rice Show. Best Friday ever. All right, here is the theme for today. You ready? So there's a great quote by Dale Carnegie, and that quote is this. Every day is a new life for a wise man. There's something so refreshing and encouraging and reassuring about getting our brains around the fact that every single day can serve as a do-over should we choose to. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to completely undo past decisions, past actions, past moves, past careers, past hurts. You're not going to ever undo all of that in one day. But what you can do is you can start to reframe every single experience you've had prior to this very day. And then you can look forward and take absolute care to make sure that now this life shall begin anew in my mind, in my actions, in the way that I actually pursue each and every endeavor that I will heretofore take on. This is fresh on my mind for this very reason. So, if you haven't heard my conversation with Sean Medlin yet, which I, I launched this week, please go out and listen to it. Both of us, we talk about the joy, the bliss, the blessing that is our wives and how we arrived at those relationships. Very similar stories about how uh, he and his wife, Marissa, came together, much like mine and Jimlin's, completely unexpected. And it has definitely made us better men, but not only that, it's made us better middle-aged men at a time. And, and, and both of us went through this kind of crossroads of life, which I know some of you that are listening to this, some of you men in particular, and women, if this applies to you too, but I'm really kind of speaking to men right now because there's something that happens. We Look, if I say midlife crisis, then most, most people, they think of the man, right? Buying the cheesy sports car and and, and just starting to act completely like a buffoon, all of a sudden goes to the gym and starts just, you know, the midlife crisis is usually attached to the, the male species. So a lot of you out there, you, you, you understand you reach this midpoint of life, and if you are not where you thought you would be or where you desire to be, it can be, it, it can put you in that, in fact, crisis mode. And I was there at one time where I thought I was a complete loser, at around 42, I thought, I am just, I am not where I want to be. I am, I, I just, my life is over. I'm too old. I mean, at 42, and now I think of that totally differently. And Sean, in many ways, he had come to that place. And so we unpack a lot of these, uh, these myths and these self-inflicted limiting beliefs that many of us have as a result of turning 40 and not being quite where we want to be. You know, here's the simple fact. And here's why I believe that Dale Carnegie's quote rings truer now than it ever has in in human history is that we have ways to perform physically in ways at our middle and our later years than than we ever have. If you decide to wake up today and say, you know what, I have completely blown it with my health. I haven't read a book in 20 years. I'm smoking, I'm drinking too much, I'm fat. All of that can start to be reversed. You absolutely can. But here's the thing. Most people think, and this was where I, I did this a lot throughout the course of my life, and I want to encourage you in this, in, this, in this vein. So a lot of us, if we're in that just horribly, unhealthy, mentally, physically, you name it, fill the blank, we're, we're just, that's just where we've reached, our, that's where we are. We think 
It's all or nothing. Look, here's the deal. Deciding that today is a new life doesn't mean that everything in your life must change. You're not going to, in fact, it can't change. The only things that can change are behaviors. You see, if I tell you right now, if, if, you're, if you're overweight and, I tell, and you tell me, well, you know, I need to lose 50 pounds. And you, then you would say, and I would say, okay, do it right now. Lose 50 pounds. You couldn't do it. It's an aspiration. It's not a behavior. But what you could do is you could decide, I'm only going to eat 2,000 calories today. I haven't exercised in 20 years, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk to the end of my driveway and back. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to do that small thing. That's a behavior. You can do that. And so what you have to do, if you decide that today is in fact a new life, then what you got to do is you got to start determining what are the behaviors in this new life? What behaviors am I no longer going to accept in this new life that I've chosen to lead versus those that I absolutely will decide? What decisions do I need to make right here, right now for this new life? What does this new life look like? Write it down. Okay, this new life begins today that I am healthy. Okay, not a goal, aspiration. And what the hell does it mean? It's, it's too nebulous. What does healthy mean? Well, I'm going to eat better. Okay, not quite there yet. What do you mean by eat better? I'm going to eat more vegetables. Still, what does that mean? What do you get? Eat more vegetables. What do you mean? I am going to, from now on, have at least one green item, spinach, salad, something, green beans, I don't care. I am going to eat at least one portion of green vegetables every day. Okay, I like that. Now we're getting specific, but here's the deal. Let me ask you a question. Do you like vegetables? No. Have you ever eaten vegetables? Not really. I'm a deep fried Twinkie at Canton on First Monday kind of guy. Well, maybe, maybe we don't say we're going to eat something green every single day. Why don't we first find out exactly what you like? When would you most likely eat it? When is it going to be easy to eat? And why don't you say, I'm going to, on Tuesday, I'm going to go out to lunch somewhere where I know I can get a portion of vegetables that I enjoy. I'm going to put it in my calendar. I'm going to do that just that Tuesday. And then maybe that becomes next Tuesday as well. And the next until all of a sudden I go to lunch every Tuesday and I have a nutritious, healthy lunch Whereas I used to go and crush enchiladas at Chewy's with the fellas or go to Wingstop and, you know, just murder some, some wings like it was my job. Now I don't do that. Now Tuesdays are healthy lunch day. But I think that if there's anything I want you to take from my conversation with Sean Medlin that I, ha that I had, and I do hope you'll listen to it, it's that it's never too late. It's never too late to start over. I was watching a movie last night with freaking Harrison, not a, not a, not a uh, movie, a new TV show, uh, Shrinking, with Harrison Ford on Apple TV. Harrison Ford is like, let's look at this up. I think, let's see here. How old is Harrison Ford? Let's see what Siri says. To do that, you'll need to turn off airplane mode. Oh, well, excuse me. Sorry, folks. I'll put it on airplane mode whenever I, uh, whenever I start the show. 
you guys are probably, if you know how old Harrison Ford is, you're probably getting angry right now. But here, let's let's just find out, Siri. Siri, how old is Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford is 80 years old. Stop it. You kidding me? Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, Han Solo is 80. And still out there doing his thing. And he looks great, too. He's really lean. He's funnier than ever. He's actually coming back with another Indiana Jones movie. I mean, look, so if you are 50, here's what you have to put into context. If you are 50, you got 30 years before you're as old as Harrison Ford, who is still acting. If you are 50, you have 30 years before you're as old as the president of the United States of America. <coughs> Excuse me. We have a lot of runway. So here's, so, and, and here's the thing too. Today's a new life. Live this one day as a new life. Don't, don't start, don't, don't put the pressure on yourself of saying, well, wow, I just started a new life today. So what all does that mean? Your, your brain will go crazy. No, just go, today's, today's a new day and I'm going to live this day as a new life. I'm going to adopt some behaviors, a, a behavior today. Maybe it's physical, maybe it's mental. Maybe today, as part of this new life, I'm going to pick up the phone and call someone that I need to, that I haven't talked to in a long time. Maybe today, I'm going to proactively, I'm going to put five bucks in my pocket. And instead of being annoyed by the person that might walk up and ask for it, I'm going to go look with anticipation for someone who I think that just that five bucks, not it's nothing, that five bucks could completely change their day. Heck, maybe I'll maybe I'll go to Drug Emporium. I'll go and there's some cashier there that looks like they're a, a student that's probably struggling, like I was one day trying to get themselves through school, and they're doing this job. And you just go here. There's five bucks. It's not much, but you know, go have go have an Andy's frozen custard on me after work. I don't know, but just do that one thing, because here's what'll happen. One thing done well will become another thing. All of a sudden, we start to ignite these dopamine rushes, these little drips of dopamine for doing these things throughout our day that then lead to it becoming a behavior. So the little random act of kindness of giving the five bucks or seeking people out to, you know, what about this? What about just deciding, you know what, from doing that, that felt so good. Now, in my right pocket, I've got my money clip, my wallet, whatever. In my left pocket, I carry five bucks around every single day to give away. And my goal, my goal is to never come home at the end of the day, end of the day with my five bucks. Now you might do that. Look, you don't want to just throw here, here, here's five bucks. And well, what, what's this for? I don't know. It's just, it's this little weird behavior change I'm making. Okay. Yeah, let's not be weird about this. But just all of a sudden, what if you just went proactively acting first out of gratitude that you got the five bucks to, to share. And that behavior becomes so addictive. You just see the smiles on people's faces and then maybe the five becomes 10, the 10 becomes 20. You get it. But I just, having that conversation with Sean, it, and, and anytime I get the opportunity, and look, I know you guys probably get sick of it on the Jason Wright Show every once in a while. I mean, I'm constantly talking about Mrs. Wright, Jimlin. Look, that the, the woman is the, light of my world uh, beyond 
beyond my faith and, and my and my love of uh, of Jesus, you know, the greatest thing that I have in my life is most definitely Jimlin. And so this, so and, and she and she came at that time whenever I had made the decision, and I don't think it's by any accident that when I decided I wasn't damaged goods, I wasn't a loser, I wasn't, my life was not over, there was still a lot of runway left. It was when I made that decision and then started making, then started changing some behaviors, writing again. I was healthy, but getting really healthy. Just, just changing the way I thought about things, adopting a growth mindset, not attaching my damn vocation and wealth with my identity and who I was and my self-value. When I started doing those things, whenever I started really implementing this new life that I was adopting and then started taking on and, and acting out some behaviors that were reflective of this new life, then along comes Jimlin. And I don't think that's by accident. So I encourage you today, take that quote to heart. Every day is a new life for a wise man. Be wise. But understand this. There's a difference between the aspirations and the behaviors. And behaviors start with something you can do right now. What is something you can do right now, this day? And if you're thinking of something right now, don't waste time. Stop your car. Stop what you're doing. Write it down. And then go do it as quick as possible. Don't let time pass. This, if I've, if I've hit a nerve with some of you, if some of you have listened to this and you go, I, I know exactly what I would do. If, I, if there's, there's one behavior that I need to stop doing, it's this right now. If there's one behavior I need to adopt, it's this right now. This one little thing that I could do right here, right now, that's the thing. That's what I'm going to do as soon as I get to where I'm going. No, stop right now. Stop. Do it right now. If it's a phone call, pull over, make the call. If it's a letter, get home, get some pen and paper. As quick as you can, write the like, keep, you have to seize the momentum. You see, because some of you are listening to this and it's like, eh, whatever, okay, that's fine. It's a decent episode. Some of you are listening to this and going, I'm in, I'm, I'm going to do this. Don't waste this hype. Don't waste this little bit of motivation. See, that's the thing. This is why quote unquote motivational speakers are being motivated. Doesn't work. It's not, it's not, it's not a recipe for long-term success because it's temporary. It's like a shower. Eventually you're going to stink again. Eventually the motivation is going to wear off. The only thing that will keep whatever motivation that I might have inspired in you to move towards a newer and better life as you have lined out, whatever that, whatever that means to you, the only way to make it stick is to take action right now and make the action become a behavior and then the behavior becomes a habit and now we've gone from motivation to life change. That's, that's where the money is. That's it. Okay. I hope all of you have an incredible weekend. Please go out and subscribe to the Vitruvian Letter, my newsletter. Um, I got a cool little story that I popped in there this week. You know, when I was on the James Altucher show, James suggested that I start telling more of my stories. I do have a lot of stories. I told him on the show, I'm like Forrest Gump. I've had this weird, colorful, creative, um, just kind of, it's been an interesting life. I really have. In my 48 years, I've had some really cool experiences, and I want to start tying those experiences to some of the stories and things that I want to share to help other people improve always and always. So in this uh, in this first 
installment of the Vitruvian Letter since my time with James. I actually tried to put that into practice. I go into the details of this story from whenever I was on the other side of the world in Hunan, China, hiking on a mission trip in the foothills of the Himalayas. And I nearly died. I completely dehydrated. I lost 15 pounds in three days. It was one of the most trying and scary moments of my life. I was covered in leeches for days. I, it was, it was, I was scared. I, it was over. I felt, why have I done this? I felt irresponsible. I, I just all these emotions. And so I, I write a little bit about that experience because in the midst of all that misery, I met this guy that we only knew as the happy Han man. And the happy Han man, the fact that he, that was what the missionaries that had gone before us named him because they didn't know his real name. The minute that we met him, we were like, this guy lives up to his name. And, um, and so I write a little bit about that in this, in this upcoming Vitruvian letter where I write about just what joy, what real joy looks like. And uh, I use the Happy Han Man as an example of that. So I hope all of you have a great weekend, a great day. And remember, until we meet again, continue to improve always and always. I'm Jason, and I'm out.